E-S-N-Y. Big, big week for us. What are you talking about? Nothing happened this week. Yeah, nothing nothing of note whatsoever occurred this week. At all. Nah. League-wide. Completely silent. It's but, true. I mean, you, you said it. Yeah. I mean, all right. Well, this is episode 34 of the Bleacher Creatures podcast presented by Elite Sports New York. Uh, this is 34. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as always, it's brought to you by Rivercrest NYC. And actually, tonight is Rivercrest's grand opening. They've been open for like a month, but tonight is like the official grand opening. And how come we're not recording this podcast there? Uh, We honestly should be, but I didn't get the heads up until like yesterday. Mm. So no, no chance to organize a live podcast, which would be sick to do one day. But oh, yeah, yeah. But it's a fantastic new bar located at 3315 Dittmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Enormous spot, tons of beers, great food, tons of televisions, a gigantic projector. I mean, if that's not enough to sell you, I don't know what is. So, Rivercrest NYC, Astoria, Queens. I'm sold. Thank you. Sold. Uh, So you want to just get this out of the way? Well, of course, you know, it's so funny that you, you say it like that because, I mean, how many times have we said that on this podcast? So many bad things have happened that we just like, we got to talk about them, but we really don't want to talk about them. See, this, I, I have the opposite feeling. This is a bad thing that happened that I am, it's good for us. It's great for us. I'm thrilled about it. I have never had a better week than this week. I mean, in the history of forever, my fervor of hatred for the Astros has skyrocketed and I could not be happier about it. So usually I, I hate scroll through Twitter where I'm like, ugh, like I can't wait to see what people said about me so I can get mad. And now I'm happy scrolling through Twitter where I'm like, I can't wait to, wait to, to see what these people said so I can just make fun of them. Um, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Okay, this is this is a good thing, I guess. Yeah, Yankees Twitter has never been this united. We are all on the same page and it's because the Astros are dirty fucking cheaters cheaters thank you to the houston astros for um allowing yankees twitter to become less uh less angry um you know we, we're angry people are angry on yankees twitter but they're not angry at each other they are using no, this is all new this is brand yeah, new they're combining their forces and their anger and their rage and they're directing it at one franchise that right now and this entire postseason has proven that they deserve it. They, We said it when the playoffs are still going on. The Astros are a karmic black hole. And it has been nothing but shitty storylines happening to them since they beat the Yankees in the playoffs. And it's, it's unbelievable. You start with the Taubman incident, which is just the organization had the clearest PR path in the world. You have to fire the guy immediately. you Because you know he said it. And then they did the exact opposite and went after a reporter saying she just made up this story, which was completely true. The entire thing happened exactly the way everyone said it happened. And then 
they lose in the World Series to the Nationals, which is fantastic. And maybe one of my favorite Game 7s of all time because it looked like the Astros had it. And then Will Harris comes in, blows the thing, and Garrett Cole doesn't even pitch. And then now, they're cheaters. It comes out they've been cheating for years. Oh, I always knew it. Can I just... They're the worst. (laughs) I have to laugh. Um, But at the same time, the Houston Astros organization right now is quite literally the Titanic. They're this big, you know, massive ship. Championship, get it? Because it's like a pun. But they're just this like giant unstoppable force. That's what they think. That's what they tell everyone. And then they're just slowly, slowly sinking. Soon they're going to break in half. They're going to crumble. And while the Titanic, you know, didn't really deserve it, the Astros kind of do. I mean, I, I can't say that they haven't crumbled already. People are jumping ship. Nolan Ryan just jumped ship. And we thought it was because they were of questionable moral character with regards to a certain situation. But that he just knew this was coming. He was like, these guys have been cheating. They're about to get caught. And I am off this ship. I want no part of this. I am leaving the Astros in the dust. Nolan Ryan is a smart enough man where he orchestrated the escape. He took one of those lifeboats and he's leaving Tobman. He's leaving Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman. AJ Hinch, what an asshole. He's leaving oh, them AJ to drown Hinch. in their own mistakes. I have words for AJ Hinch. We don't like him. We've never liked him. We always thought he was a cocky, smug son of a bitch, and that's exactly what he is. The audacity, the absolute audacity after the Yankees accused them of stealing signs and relaying them by whistling to then go in front of the media and say, oh, if I knew whistling would get under their skin like that, we would have practiced it in spring training. Well, you did practice it in spring training because whistling is code for stealing your fucking signs. Yeah, we're cheating, and I'm just throwing it all out there. You look back at that press conference now, and it's not the smug look of a manager who's, who's winning. It's the smug look of a manager who knows he's breaking the rules and doesn't think he's going to get caught, and then he did. So fuck A.J. Hinch. Fuck the Astros. I have never been happier. Remember when I when I tweeted that AJ Hinch was an asshole and everyone told me I had no merit behind it? Oh, there it is. Hey, all of you people that told me that, all of you Astros fans that sought me out on Twitter, called me sis, which I hated, by the way. And I told people to stop, but they still did. Um, all of you guys, who is laughing now? I am not mad. I am extremely happy that you guys got caught and your manager, who might be the biggest asshole in the entire sport of Major League Baseball, has gotten caught as well. Hasn't said a word, got caught. And you know what? He's an asshole. I was right. So that's my bottom line. Yankees may not have won, but I was right. And I'm so It must be exhausting being right all the time. You're just literally right 100% of the time. It always comes around. It must be exhausting. I just... I can't believe people came after me for that tweet. And I have so much merit behind it now. It's like, you know, when people say something and then they jinx it. Well, no, I didn't jinx it. I was predicting the future. I'm a fucking psychic. Don't mess with me. Oh, shit. I'm a fucking psychic. 
and the rage that it sent Astro's Twitter into, where they're just lashing out at anything that they can get their hands on. It's it's preposterous. There are people calling back to like, yeah, well, you guys used steroids in the steroid era. They're like, well, I'm pretty sure yours did too. I actually saw an article from back then that said, well, Houston's kind of known as a hotbed for steroids these days. Like, what straws are you grasping at? I, you know what? I think that's the funniest part of this all is quite literally people are going onto, onto Twitter all these Astro fans and they're just going around and they're saying, well, you know, turning it around to someone else and saying, well, it's not that we cheated. It's the fact that you guys cheated 12 years ago when you didn't win a World Series. It's the fact that, you know, you guys did this. But also the best part is people are like talking about how um, they're like, well, you can't just assume that you just hate us because you ain't us. And I was like, isn't that what you describe Yankees fans as saying and doing? Are you guys Yankees fans? Are you guys the people that you're complaining about? I mean, it's just, it's preposterous. I've never seen an entire fan base so desperate. Like, who's still holding on? Who is looking at the Astros right now? Like, a true, true baseball fan. Someone who respects the game and thought the Astros were just winning because they were a well-put-together organization, advanced on analytics, great talent. And now they're looking back and being like, it was all lies. How right. I'm, I have to decide between baseball and my home team. What do I do? And they're picking the home. They're picking the home team. They're picking the wrong side. I think. I think also um, the highlights of my scrolling through Twitter were the people that said, "Isn't it super convenient that all this stuff came out like at the right moment after we won the World Series, the day the MLB awards are being announced, or um, you know, right before that." you know, right after we beat the Yankees. I'm like, are, are you kidding me? You think this is a conspiracy theory? This is the timeline. This is the timeline <laughs> with which the story exists. I'm sure Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellich were sitting in their office and Evan yep. goes, you know what, Ken? Award season's coming up. I think maybe we should hold on to this news for a few days. No! They were, they were sitting, sitting on this news because they wanted to ruin Alex Bregman. They wanted Alex Bregman to win the MVP and be like, oh, by the way, he's a fucking cheater. And that that was the plan all along. I knew it. It was the plan. Ken Rosenthal, that sneaky son of a bitch. Ugh, those Can't bow trust ties that guy. and everything. Can't trust it. Well, I don't trust anybody who wears bow ties. Mm, but okay. that's besides the point. I mean, what, what backwards logic it takes to be... Especially... I saw somebody who said, isn't it pretty weird how all that Taubman stuff happened, you know, right after, right before the World Series? I'm like, you mean in game six of the ALCS, the last game before the World Series, when the incident occurred and then the story happened? Are you saying there was a conspiracy theory to just show it at that time, just to mess the Astros up in the World Series? That's what, so that's what we're going with. That the day that it happened, it became a story. But obviously, the timing was set up by Major League Baseball to take the Astros down. You fucking moron. I mean, unbelievable. Quite literally, he just happened to choose that time to just be a sexist, disgusting. uh, Terrible person. Terrible person. I don't know. Yeah, but he chose that exact moment because, you know. He just wanted to reveal himself at that exact moment. It was all a conspiracy all along. I knew it. Yeah. 
And then uh, the Astro, I saw a tweet from Keith McPherson today, friend of the podcast, that <laughs> I thought was so funny because Astros fans are now grasping. Oh, well, obviously the Yankees are doing it too. Everybody's doing it. Well, <laughs> if the Yankees were doing it too, don't you think Edwin Encarnacion would have hit a little better in the playoffs? <laughs> yes, I did see that. Like, Don't you yeah. think any of the Yankees would have hit a little better? You think Gary Sanchez wouldn't have struck out like 1,200 times? No, yeah, he knows what pitch is coming, but he still can't hit it. Really, that's that's what you're going for. That's the one? Like, come on, man. If Gary Sanchez was on the Astro, he would have ended this season with 105 home runs. No doubt. Yeah, I, I zero doubts. I said three billion. We're off by a few of the numbers, but oh. this is a math podcast, so it's kind of close. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, if you, yeah, probably every single at bat he would have hit a home run. I, I just I can't I can't even fathom how <laughs> bad this is going to get for the Astros when it starts coming out. I mean, obviously we got the news that the sanctions could be things that have been unseen in baseball before. Because that's like that's how deep it ran organizationally, where it was coming all the way from the top. It's going through the manager. Obviously, it was going through Alex Cora, the bench coach, who may have brought some of those theories to the Red Sox. Apple watches. I don't know. Who knows? But Apple watches versus trash cans. Who's more advanced here? I mean, that's the most ridiculous part of the (laughs) entire thing. That they had like a video monitor set up in the tunnel and their big audio cue to let somebody know that a curveball was coming was to just hit it. They'll just <laughs> smash a smash a trash can, and then you'll know it's gonna be a breaking ball. Wait on it. Like, come on. Brett Gardner's probably super pissed because he's like, I thought I invented the bat banging thing, and apparently the Houston Astros did. And now everyone thinks Brett Gardner copies the Houston Astros. See, when Brett Gardner hits the top of the ceiling, he was trying to tell his batters that the next pitch should be hit out of the ballpark. Yeah, that's why he hit it 17 times. Exactly. Saying it's a curveball. Yeah, exactly. So three times would have been um, change up. Five times would have been probably a slurve if anyone threw that. Um, Seventeen times would be this next pitch you should be hitting out of the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just like the distinct difference between Brett Gardner banging the roof of the dugout to ex- express his strong displeasure with umpires, and then the Houston Astros are doing almost the same thing, but it's to cheat. Wait, wait, wait. I've discovered something, and I'm not happy about it. <sighs> okay. Please share. All right. Brett Gardner gets ejected for banging the bat. Eject everyone on the Houston Astros. Just eject them. Not, like, kick them out of the game. Like, eject them to to the moon. Get them out of here. Send you Houston can't eject. You can't eject Brett Gardner for doing that when the other team is quite blatantly and obviously stealing signs and hitting the bat doing the same exact thing that Brett Gardner did and he gets ejected? No. No. This is not fair. This is Yankee bias right here. This is it. That's always Yankee's bias. Yankee's bias is the reason that Mike Ford didn't win the Cy Young. How many home runs did Mike Ford give up this year? Two. Justin Verlander? Almost 20. And you're going to tell me Verlander deserves the Cy Young over Mike Ford? Come on. Mm. Come on. This Just look really at the good, numbers. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. I didn't even look at those. But, um, yeah, this uh, honestly, you know that there are a ton of organizations that are obviously stealing signs or attempting to steal signs. 
But just the, the measures of the, the Rangers Astros... have also been named. Those yeah, are the two exactly. teams that people are like, these are the guys that we think are doing it. Yeah. But the measures that Astros went to is just absolutely absurd. You make up this entire team of players that you are are touting as some of the greatest ever, some of the best hitters. Hell yeah, I would be one of the best hitters ever if I knew there was a changeup coming every time. Yeah, and I mean, it, it goes so much further than the trash can, too. Someone was pointing out, even as late as this year in the playoffs, where they mm-hmm. didn't have the trash can option because the stadium was too loud because it's the playoffs, obviously. So they had a guy in the bullpen out in the outfield, and his arm placement was the sign. Yep. And, and John Boy showed it. It was like, look, this guy, he looks up there, and the bullpen catcher has his arms down. He knows that it's, that it's going to be a breaking ball. And he looks again, and he knows it's going to be a fastball because his arms are up. And it's just, he, he can't possibly have slept this week just pouring through Astro's video, just being like, yep, look, bang, home run, bang, home run. Like, the video evidence is there. And I don't appreciate people going after John Boy for doing his goddamn job. Nope. This is what he does. He does videos, and everybody watches them. Yep. And everyone loves them. And here's the thing I said earlier. You cannot sit there and laugh along, think it's hilarious, be so ecstatic when, you know, he's making fun of other teams. And the second he comes after your team, you quite literally say some of the rudest words I've ever heard. I There's a Houston Astros radio guy that called him something. That's, yep. Adam. Adam Clanton. He is the he is the. Yep. Uh, He's a radio guy on the flagship station for the Astros and the Rockets and the Houston teams. And he says, remember when John Boy was a semi-entertaining Yankees honk and not an obsessive, ironic conspiracy theorist twat who sat online for three straight days finding quote-unquote noises in every video ever? We get it. Houston probably cheated. So did A-Rod. And Alex Jones thinks you need a breather. I, how? How are you coming after John Boy? He's, he's going to the moon right now off of these videos. This is equivalent to Savages in the Box. He is going to make so much fucking money off of this. Yep. And it's, and it's all because your team cheated? So you're going to call him out and say, oh, you know this major storyline that everybody's talking about? Fuck the guy who's giving it video evidence. I, I, what, what are you thinking? You're a You're... professional. You have to be better than that. Oh, my God. I Yeah, I, honestly, I didn't know what his exact position was. But, like, hearing what his exact position was, how can you say how can you say that and still have a job tomorrow? That guy's going to get fired. Exactly. You can't yeah, keep him. Yeah, this isn't some random Twitter person who's just like, oh, well, I'm glad we cheated against the Yankees, which he also said. He was like, I'm glad we cheated at the expense of the Yankees. Bad take, buddy. Bad take. But it's just... You are on the radio every single day. Tomorrow, you have to now answer calls about John Boy, who is 2,000% in the right in this situation. His team's not the one that cheated. And you have to go back and say, yeah, I'm glad my team cheated. I'm pretty mad that there's video evidence of it, but I'm glad they cheated. Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, my God. I did no, I can't even believe I read that this afternoon. I saw. I think I saw you, like, commented on it, and I was like, Oh my God! This this was a verified person. This is a real person that said this. A who real person in who, the industry who right. knows how important this story is because it's his job to now talk about the story. And it, it, 
he knows how important it is, and he knows what a big deal it is that somebody's found video evidence, and it's not one video, it's dozens of videos where it shows it going down every single time, it's exactly the same. And Max Wildstein also found a video, and he broke it down by pitch. He goes, oh, 0-1 curveball, there was a bang. The 0-2 fastball, no bang. Like, it went down seven pitches, and it was very clearly bang for off-speed, no bang for fastball. There was no room for interpretation whatsoever. This is clearly happening. And you're just going to... The only position you can take now is I'm glad they're cheating because we won a World Series. Come on, man. You're better than that. You're a professional. So if the NCAA can strip titles, can MLB strip titles? They won't. I mean, I don't know. Do you think they do you think they ever would? That's the other thing. No, they I don't think they would. But we should talk about some potential Astros punishments. I think my favorite. We came up with some creative ones. Do you want to start? Oh, sure. Um, Mine aren't as good as James's, but you know, whatever, it's fine. I did add a few other ones too. Um, My first one is no bat flips at all. The Astros can never bat flip again. Or no bat walks to first. Alex Bregman, you can't do that. Nope, he's not, not allowed good at anymore. It. Yeah, he's not, not good at it, but he can't do it. Not allowed. Well, let me know when he hits a home run without knowing what pitch is coming. Then we'll talk about the bat flip. Yeah, sure. No props. Um, Astro starters must only pitch six innings. No more. Only six. Maybe five and two thirds. That's it. Yep, six innings. The rest has to be finished by a front office executive. Sounds good to me. That sounds like a pretty terrible punishment when you got Justin Verlander out there. Um, They must take the Astros must take six semesters of moral ethics classes at the local community college. I mean, obviously they need it. They clearly never took business ethics with regular college students. Yikes. College students are the worst. That's what I said. That's what I I said. I hated being in college. When I was a college student, I hated college students. I'm not in college. I still hate college students. That doesn't make any sense. But anyway, um, (laughs) the Houston Astros must face DJ LeMayhew once every inning. They were just going to send him around to wherever the Astros are playing. He's just a rover. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that because DJ LeMayhew will crush them. Just crush their spirit, just like he did in Game 6 off of Osuna. That was beautiful. Fantastic. All right, I, mean, I have a are... few. Yeah, go ahead. Go. All right. Number one, the Astros have to play all their home games at the Trop from now on. <laughs> I can't imagine a worse punishment than that. And it's going to, I mean, it's going to be impossible to cheat because if you are banging a trash can at the Trop, I mean, there's no fans to drown it out. Everyone's going to hear it. Mm-hmm. You will be discovered immediately. Okay. Number two, yeah. Jose Altuve has to play in a uniform that's the same size as Aaron Judge's. Fair is fair. It will completely inhibit his ability. And I don't know if Jose Altuve is involved in this at all. He seems like an honest guy. I really want to believe not. that he's not. Because yeah. he's, I mean, he's just a great story. He's short. They told him to go home on his first day. And then he won an MVP, which he shouldn't have won anyway. But that's a totally different topic. But he has no, to play in Aaron Judge's size jersey. Well, I guess I guess now it's not. Now it's now not because that was not. 2017 when these allegations started. And who knows? I hope Altuve was not involved at all. That would be fingers crossed. I do not want him to be involved. I like him. I think he's a good dude. 
Okay. Number three. Alex Bregman has to turn over all his social media accounts to an old lady who thinks it's Google, and he can't tell anybody that he did it. <laughs> Recipe for chicken pot pie. Yeah. I mean, fair is fair. Bregman loves social media, even though he deleted his whole Instagram. Not suspicious yeah. at all. Like, what? Mm. I can't imagine why he would do that. And mm. my last one, the last one that I have right now. Uh, the entire front office has to be relocated to Staten Island, which is secondary only to being relocated to the trap because Staten Island is maybe the worst place on earth. Wow. Okay. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. I mean, I started coming up with this list while I was on the Staten Island ferry today. I had to go to Staten Island for work and it's, it's brutal every time, but Ah. either way, I mean, this is, I can't, I cannot wait for this story to continue to unravel. I, I, there's just quite, so much yeah. that still has to happen. I'm quite literally just like making my popcorn, sitting there. I am a, I'm a human version of a GIF right here. Just, you know, chowing down on the popcorn. Like, oh, hey, can't wait to see what happens next. I am excited. They're expanding this. Um, the Red Sox are now involved. Like, this is, if you're a Yankees fan, this has to be the happiest moment of your life. We haven't won a World Series in 10 years. But you know. That's fine. Because now we get to watch everything crumble. From these two organizations. Potentially more. And I'm sure the Yankees have stolen signs before too. But they don't go above and beyond to steal their signs. Because guess what? They can hit. They don't need to know yeah. what's coming. They can actually hit the ball. They don't need a camera in center field. They don't. And they clearly don't use one. Because their their design. Their play design. Home run, walk, nothing. Like, we get beat on breaking balls a lot. Yes. Oh, I mean, yes. If we knew there was a breaking ball coming, I don't think Aaron Judge would be swinging out of his shoes at something he couldn't touch with an oar. If the Yankees stopped swinging at breaking balls, then I would be concerned. But the fact that the, probably the majority of their strikeouts have come on breaking balls or balls in the dirt, I, I think it's safe to say that they are not cheaters. Yeah, no chance. Because yeah. if they know it's coming, they're not going to swing at it. They're just, they're too disciplined for that. But, I mean, so, that, the other, how, yeah. how Mets is it too? How Mets is it too? That they hire their a hero, hero to the organization, a Hall of Fame caliber player who played there for what, what was it? Six, seven years? And yeah. everybody loves him and everyone's so excited for him. And now he might get suspended. They hire him, and a week later, he's named as a key part of this entire scandal. That's the most Mets thing of all time. It is. It's sad, but... Oh, my gosh. So many people involved. It's... I, I can't wait to see how this all unfolds, honestly, though. So, you know what? The offseason is here. There's no baseball. However, this is pretty darn entertaining, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I mean, I could not be more excited. But, you know, one of the other things, too, that I enjoyed yesterday, um, kind of, well, it was a couple days ago the news broke, but um, seeing players' reactions on Twitter to, like, all of the, you know, accusations. I mean, Marcus Stroman tweet. well, Marcus Stroman always tweets, but he's just like, wow, he said, quote, wow, 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 this is bad. Awful for the game of baseball, man. Sheesh. And I was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. Aaron Judge. Finally tweeted. Uh, I I was like, that's perfect judge, too. Wait, what? Which, he's right. 
perfect, perfect judge. Just so understated. Everybody knows exactly what he means, and he knows what he means, but he's still he was pretty respectful about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Trevor Bauer was quite entertaining uh, with the whole you know video thing. Of course, they. I don't think the Indians did the Indians face the Astros in two thousand seven. I don't think Trevor Bauer pitched against the Astros in 2017. So people were calling him out for that, but still think yeah, it was pretty he, funny. He accused them of cheating with pine tar too, which was, yes. I mean, that was a little extra for Trevor Bauer because no, not everybody steals signs illegally, but everybody mm-hmm. uses pine tar. Right. And batters want you to use pine tar because when you throw 100 miles per hour, they prefer that you be able to hold the ball. Correct. And Luis Severino decided not to use words, but emojis. And he did his two angry face emojis. From his honeymoon, no less. Yeah, good for him. Good dude. You know what? He knows what's important. Obviously, fam's important, too. But, like, yeah. Um, Kevin Goffsman, he was uh, he was Orioles. Who is he with now? Angels, maybe? I'm not uh, I, I feel like the Braves. I feel like he was oh, on the Braves. But he, he might said, have gotten cut or something. He said, this Astros thing is bad. Guys lost jobs, got sent down, missed service time because of how they were hit in Houston. Does anyone really think they only did this in 17? Hashtag get real. Yeah, no chance. And that was the whole thing that Mike Fires told, uh, I I think it was the Tigers, right? Mm -hmm. Where we went after Houston. And he was like, listen, like this is going on. You guys have to be aware of this because if you're not aware of it, you're going to get sent down. The Tigers don't exactly have aces right now. They're no. trotting out AAA pitchers. And if their AAA pitchers go out to Houston and get shelled for seven, eight runs, they really might get sent down. And you don't know that they're going to make it back up. So he's like honest- taking these guys' careers into their hands, being like, you have to watch out for this. And honestly, that was something I didn't even think of when, you know, this whole, this first came out. Um, And it really, seeing Gossman's tweet really kind of got me thinking about it. You know, it it is real. Like some of these guys, you know, like Yankees, like could be Chance Adams, you know, Chance Adams, he's not great, but, you know, gets Sheldon Houston, doesn't even get the opportunity to prove that, hey, he's pretty good if players don't you know, anticipate or know exactly what's coming. So, you know, it it's really unfair in that aspect. You've got players that are trying to make a living coming up from AAA where they essentially get paid nothing to try to be no a major pitcher. And right, and no have idea. absolutely no clue that these guys already know what they're throwing. And obviously it looks bad. You know, if they're getting shelled for six or seven runs, they look bad. But, ah, that's that's not good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm never gonna get over over the everybody's talking about. Oh, these guys are tipping pitches against the Astros, and they're just really good at picking it up. No, right. no, they're not. And they I said this numerous times this postseason. My mom and I talked about it a lot, actually. And I was like, "There's no way. Like, they have to know what's coming, because the way they don't flinch at certain pitches, the way they don't swing at certain pitches, like." I don't know. I mean, they can't be that disciplined, can they? Yeah. There's no way on earth that every single pitcher they face is tipping pitches and they picked up every single tip. It's statistically impossible. And that's why everybody was going with multiple signs with nobody on base. And the only reason to ever do that is that you have a real suspicion that your signs are being stolen. Mm-hmm. Like you have to know because that that's something that could take a pitcher out of a rhythm. That's something that if there's a man on first and you get crossed up on signs, then that guy's on second, maybe third. 
you're asking for trouble going with multiple signs instead of it's very clear one fastball two curveball wiggle for a change like that's extremely clear there's not going to be any miscommunications when you start going okay third sign indicator fourth sign sign like I, you're going to get mixed up and it happened to gary sanchez a couple times mm-hmm. so more player responses ty kelly he tweeted, uh, knowing what pitch is coming is like having the perfect response prepared for every conversation. If I had that info when I was playing, I would have been, quote, good at baseball and, quote, cool in real life. <laughs> is All Ty right, Kelly, Ty Kelly. Kelly. league anymore? Uh, he's no, so he's funny. Not. He's funny. He's not. Um, our, our buddy Phil Hughes came out and, you know, had a lovely lovely tweet said i'm convinced every team was using cameras to steal signs but only during my starts <laughs> and then of course well, trevor... also very funny <laughs> so trevor ploof um who by the way trevor ploof's um twitter thing bio i guess you could say is i hit two home runs off of phil hughes and this was one of them and it was like a his his header photo is him hitting a home uh, yeah I've, I've seen that that's funny and Trevor Plouffe responded and said, I promise I didn't have your pitches when I went bushes on you way back. Did you say I got to pull it up now? Because Trevor Plouffe also, he was the one who broke the arm news where he was like, it's not just the trash can. Like they've been doing other stuff, too. He also did talk about an earpiece as well. Um, I went so far as to have an earpiece. That's that's what I read today. I'm not sure exactly where it was, but um. I guess I'll just have to I'll have to find it and send it your way. But I did see something earlier today about an earpiece um, from Trevor Plouffe. I mean, I, this is the whole thing is completely backwards for the game of baseball. And the, the right. Houston Astros have no moral compass whatsoever, as has been now been proven multiple times. And they just I, don't, I still don't think they care. They said, yeah, we're going to cooperate with the MLB investigation. And they just. They have it. Who, who's going to cooperate? Like, who, who is go- whose head is going to roll? Because this obviously goes all the way up the organization with how deep-seated it was into the culture of the team where mm-hmm. everybody is taking advantage of it. <clears throat> I mean, there's, there's no possible way that the front office didn't have an integral part in setting this up. Like, they had James. to have at least known about it, and they had to know. James. What? I just heard someone knocking on my door, and I thought it was a change-up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, but seriously. Actually, I heard something earlier today, and I was like, what? Change-up coming? How, how long have you been planning that comment out? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just heard it on the door. <laughs> oh, okay. That was the first thing. Um, oh, and I do have another one. This is perhaps my favorite player response. Mike Clevenger. You know him? Yeah. I, I like Indian. Clev. Yeah, well, me too now. He's got a weird um, weird uh, wind-up, but... So, he posted a gif of, uh, like, some... This, like, little kid. It said, breaking news. And uh, the thing below said, we been new. As in, we've known. And he tagged Alex Bregman in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> he that's, tagged... a, that's an extra step. That goes, that goes Alex. from, yeah, we already knew this, and then this is, this is, we already knew that you specifically were doing yes. this, you scumbag. Well, I mean, the Indians accused them of it, what, back in, like, t- back in 2017, I think. I think, I, I think everybody was. I think it yeah. was just, 
like I think it has been known throughout the league, but there's no way to like I mean, you can't investigate it yourself as a team. Like there would be no way to go about that. You need Major League Baseball to do it and they couldn't find anything until now, apparently, until Mike Fires came out and told them exactly what to look for. I and mean, honestly, other, this was the other thing that really pissed me off. Like the first reaction from Astros fans when this broke was, it's "Oh, Mike Fires is just yeah, he's just a jealous ex. We didn't want him back, and now he wants to come back and get us. Like, completely disregard the fact that it's all true, and the fact that there were three other sources, ex-Astros players, who just chose not to be named. The only reason Mike Fires wanted to be named was because he had a strained relationship. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want them to know it was me who blew up their spot. I mean, the other sources weren't lying. Right. They obviously knew. They just didn't want to get blackballed by baseball for ratting and on Mike- them. And Mike Fires like, I don't care. He, he don't give a shit. That's fine. It's good for us. I mean, and then, of course, there are, of course, um, of course, opposing players that, you know, said there were certain TVs and, you know, talking about the bullpen, like Mike, or I think, I don't remember his first name. I apologize. Oh, maybe it was Car- Carson Smith from the Red Sox. I know. I know who you're talking about. I'm going to I'm going to pull it up because I actually just pulled up his name. Yeah, Carson Smith. I pulled yeah. it up. He was talking to Trevor Pluth. Yes, or, and or he was, Poof was talking about him. Yes, so he was saying that there were uh, there were monitors in the bullpens and stuff like that too. So probably as they were kind of warming up and stuff, and you know trying to trying to see what their mannerisms, see if they can steal their signs from there, so that when they did actually go up to uh, up to pitch, then they actually you know had access to that. But also, I did hear that there were like. TV monitors like set up in the dugout too or something during the ALCS last year. Yeah, I mean they they probably had it everywhere. They this yeah. is they, they didn't pick and choose their spots. They were just doing it. Like, yeah. All the time they were just doing this. So, I mean, how do you stop this? You know, obviously the the Astros went too far. They have they have to be punished because if they're not punished it's just there. People are just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing until MLB finally decides to do something. And how is that fair? There's no integrity left in the game at all. Like if you're going to play the game and steal signs, whatever, you know, steal signs. If they're giving you those signs, do it. But it's just interrupting the integrity of the game. And I hate it. Yeah. I mean, what about that guy who, who said to I think it was I think it was you and me both. It was like, if you don't want your signs stolen, don't use signs. <laughs> Genius. Genius plan. Perfect. That's, I mean, that could not, could not possibly be any smarter. I can't wait to see people complain about Gary Sanchez when uh, the Yankees don't use signs and just all of a sudden fire a 103-mile-an-hour fastball followed by like an 85-mile-an-hour curveball in the dirt. I can't wait. Yeah, you think it's I mean, bad it's- now? It's only going to get worse. The whole thing is ridiculous. Realistically, I don't think Major League Baseball is going to take our potential punishments into consideration, even though I really think they should because they're great punishments and they would work 100%. Alex Bregman would be ruined if a grandma had access to a social media account. He would be ruined. It's true. But it's, I mean, it's probably going to be a hefty, hefty fine. I wouldn't be shocked if A.J. Hinch was suspended for the entire year. What about Uh, Jeffries? Draft picks, I don't know because you don't really you don't see the effects of draft picks for five years. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, like we're going to take away the draft picks, but also, I mean, Houston's going to have the opportunity to cover those losses in five years. They'll be able to come up with something that makes that not so bad. But a huge fine, I don't know. I don't know 
if there's any kind of precedent for this egregious of a cheating scandal, but it's going to be multi-million dollars. I'd be, I don't, right out of the owner's pocket. And I think if, if the owner says, oh, well, I don't really want to lose millions of dollars anymore, and everybody hates us now, so maybe we stop this whole cheating thing, and maybe nobody else cheats. Everyone's always complaining that Hal Steinbrenner is too cheap, but maybe he just knew that a fine would be coming if the Yankees cheated. So he's like, I don't want to lose my money, so mm-hmm. we're not going to cheat. Backwards way to put it, but it works. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. They just... I. MLB has to do something because if they don't do something and and set a precedent that, you know, this, they can sit there and say all they want. You can't use technology to steal signs. But if they don't do anything in this instance, which has completely blown up, these guys have won the World Series with potentially using cheating tactics, which honestly, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like they did. I mean, you have to do something. And as other teams... For me, I just feel like, and I said this too um, to my mother after kind of the Yankees, um, the Yankees won. I was like, if they're, or the Yankees lost, uh, I said, if they're stealing signs, like I would much rather win on my own merit than have to resort to tactics like that in order to be considered a winner. Because guess what? You're not a winner right now. You're a fucking loser. Like you just changed the rules of the game. Right. That's like, just, yeah. Just so it's convenient for you to win. That's yeah. not how the game is played. That's not how any of these games are played. And it's if like that's when I was way... younger, I would change. I would change the settings. Uh, like I'd play 2K with my brother, and I changed the settings so that whoever had Player Two's controller had a less percent chance of making every shot. And I would bump my stats up. I'd be like, yeah, I didn't feel good about it, but I did win. So right. Right. And you know what? That's fine. They're they're going to sit there and say, you know, it doesn't matter because because we won. We won two World Series. We beat the Yankees also in 2015, which, by the way, terrible excuse. The Yankees had a terrible team in 2015. That was a wild card game started by the Cy Young. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Um, And they put out a pretty crappy lineup. No offense, Yankees. They they limped into the playoffs. So the Astros didn't need to cheat to win that game. Right, exactly. But if you're if you're looking at it, you know, obviously the Astros are a very good team, but how good are they? You we don't know because if they've been cheating the whole time, maybe they're not as good as we think they are. Maybe Alex Bregman without cheating is not an MVP candidate and DJ LeMahieu is finally recognized. You know, that's another thing too. How funny would it be if we come around next year and they put like really really strict guidelines on to, to limit this kind of cheating with illegal sign stealing and the Astros win like 70 games. How would that be? It would be perfect. And actually, you know what? I'm sure we have tons of like MLB executives listening to this. Please hire me to be like a sign stealing private investigator because I'm so good at drama and sneaking around and like spying on people. I could do this. I could be it. I could be the thing that stops all this sign stealing. I I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Let's go. <laughs> You're getting real excited for it. I'm actually really excited. Hopefully this is an opportunity. I will, uh, I'll send out a letter to the commish. That is like an actual position. Like mm-hmm. stopping people from using technology in the dugouts. Like there's a, a person gets hired to do that. And uh, clearly the wrong people have been hired, but. Hello, <laughs> I'm right here. 
Allison has all the moral integrity in the world. Nobody will ever cheat with her in the dugout. Not this even Brett true. Gardner. This is true. Absolutely not. No, he knows. He knows I'm in charge. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so we we got our thoughts on the Astros out. Felt very good. I'm very excited to see where the story goes. But let's <laughs> talk a little bit of Yankees. Uh, okay. But hey, can I do my um, Allison Case uh, stat of the week first? Absolutely. All right, so uh, my stat of the week is that um, Allison Case is five and zero at Tully's Claw Machines in her lifetime. I'm sorry, what? Five and zero, Tully's Claw Machines. They got nothing on me. You know what Tully's is? No, but are you saying that you've never lost the claw machine? Not at Tully's. That that makes no sense. That they're designed to make you lose. Five and zero, baby. Let's go. I I don't believe you. I I don't believe you. I'm calling straight up bullshit on that. There is you, no way that you at a particular restaurant have never lost the claw machine. Ask Larry. He will tell you it is true. Unbelievable. I will. I am going to ask Larry. I need confirmation. Yeah, it's but. true. In fact, last time we went to Tully's, Tully's is like a like a chicken tendersy fast foodie. Like kind of like an Applebee's, but better um, in upstate New York. And uh, yeah, so they have the claw machines and stuff. And I, I definitely pick and choose which claw machines I want to do. The one with the stuffed animals, of course. Um, so the last time we were Obviously. there, I was like, I didn't, I didn't have any cash. And it was a dollar. And I was like, Larry, I need a dollar. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm going to do the claw machine. And he was like oh, well, you're just going to keep asking for money and stuff like that. I was like, I only need $1. And he's like, oh. So I said, okay. Took the dollar. First try. I'll show you. She's over here. Hold on. Please hold. Please please hold while Allison Case brings up her prize from apparently never losing at the claw machine, which is specifically designed to lose. Look, do you see it? There it is. Got a little. It's a dog with a little ice cream cone. <laughs> Unbelievable. Really good at Tully's claw machines. So yes, I'm five and zero. Oh, that's my stat of the week. That is a fair stat. Uh, I lost my Katie Sharp stat of the week, but it was fine because it wasn't. It was about college basketball, and we don't care about college basketball here. Apparently, we don't. So yeah, I do have a stat actually. The Astros are winless when they don't cheat. Probably. Mm, that's a good stat. I also saw a video of them cheating playing the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. <laughs> who needs to who needs to cheat against the Blue Jays pitching? They have the worst pitching staff maybe in the league. I, I it just it was laughable. I was like, "Wait a minute. You okay, I understand you have to cheat against the Yankees, which by the way, the fact that the Yankees have taken the Houston Astros like pretty legitimately into deep into the playoffs deep into their series both in 2017 and 2019 when the Astros are so very clearly cheating is pretty impressive yeah I'm starting to think the Yankees might be good who knew who knew but yeah so uh let's talk some Yanks all right well first things first and you're going to have something to say about this because a certain player came to back up his manager. Aaron Boone did not win manager of the year, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. Well, also, I saw, guy. yeah, Luis Sessa came yep. to his defense. It just, 
I strongly disagree with this. And he put it in English and he put it in Spanish. He wanted to make sure that everybody knew he strongly disagreed with Rocco Baldelli winning manager of the year. And this is the clearest instance of Yankees bias since, well, Judge was worse. But since before that, I can't even remember a more egregious error. Like Rocco Baldelli is a good manager. Obviously, he was a candidate for manager of the year. But I'm. You use the Yankees, oh, they all this resources and all this money. But where was the money? It was on the injured list. Mm-hmm. Aaron Boone just picked up the scraps and put together a 103-win team. That is correct. Yeah. I mean, Rocco, Baldelli, Rocco Baldelli did a fabulous job with the Minnesota Twins team. He really did. But also, you got to look towards uh, the playoffs and the fact that, you know, his team just sputtered. They just, they went out. And he's... I get that, you know, it's it's not a team full of superstars. It's a, they're kind of an underrated team. And he, like I said, did a great job with them. But at the same time, like, you cannot discredit all that Aaron Boone did for this team. Like, he single-handedly propelled this team to the ALCS. He, yeah. uh, he was pulled- so much better than he was his first year. His first year, every single day, we had a question. Like, well, I don't really understand why he would do this instead of this and this instead of this. And all of a sudden this year, all the questions went by the wayside. They're like, he's doing everything right. He's pushing all the right buttons. He is. And, you know, the fact that he was, he was more so like, I felt like he was more involved with this team, standing up for his, his guys, you know, um, obviously the whole savages in the box thing, you know, that was a huge, a huge thing that he did this year, but he took a team that quite literally on paper with all the guys on the injured list. The substitutes that he plugged in, they weren't supposed to win 103 games. They weren't even oh. supposed to probably win like 70, 80 games. Like, they were not supposed to win. And oh, we were running out spring training lineups and just right. win. Right. So I, I, he should have won. He should have won. He should have. And I kind of had an idea. I had an idea that he wouldn't just because that's kind of the way the cookie crumbles with this this whole squad. But, you know. I don't know. I was kind of disappointed, and clearly so was Luis Sessa. Yeah, Luis Sessa. I I can't believe I like Luis Sessa again. I cannot <laughs> believe this was... I was so out on Sessa, I was done with him. It was over. And then you started, oh, well, look at him in the pressure situations. And now he's standing up for Aaron Boone after he loses manager of the year. I was like, god damn it, I like Luis Sessa again. <laughs> Luis Sessa for Cy Young 2020 confirmed. I'm psychic, I- remember? Psych. Oh boy, Allison Case, psychic vision. Louis Sessa is the Cy Young. Mm, I'm for it. He's a new closer. Good team guy. Yeah, that was sad. And then it was also sad that you know, Aaron Judge just missed out on the innings limit for um, Gold Glove, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean Wilson. Wilson gave it to him. They do their own best defender, and he did win that one. Mm -hmm. But he definitely would have won to go because the cutoff is so stupid. It's what is it? 142 games. You have to have played 700 and something innings. And he was like 60 innings below that. But if it had been extended, like if that pace had been extended through the rest of the year, he would have hit the innings limit. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's such a dumb cutoff point. Why would you, why would you just cut 20 games out of the season when you're voting on an award? That makes no sense. I mean, what if they cut out, I, I guess he was there. What if they just happened to cut out the 20 games that he missed? Like, what if that was, for whatever reason, the 20 right. games no, that he would have won with flying right. colors? That makes no yeah. sense. 
And in terms of, you know, free agency and stuff, I mean, it sounds like uh, Cashman and the crew have been meeting with uh, Didi Gregorius, um, which I think is great. Uh, but honestly, like, do you think he would settle for less money to stay? I would love for him to settle for less money to stay and be utility and be a lefty bat. But yeah, I, I truly think somebody else is going to outbid us for him. I, yeah. I we're going to try to bring him back, but it's going to be one of those. We're trying to bring you back on like three years, 10 per, and someone's going to offer you like four years, 12 per. And we're just the three years, 10 is as high as we're willing to go. Mm-hmm. So we're out. And I mean, we're set up to lose him. Gleyber Torres is a natural shortstop. His defense isn't quite as good as Gregorius, but he, I mean, he's got the tools to play defense. He's got good hands. He knows mm-hmm. how to play shortstop. So I think we'll be fine in that regard. And mm-hmm. DJ LeMahieu moves back to his natural second base. Mike Ford, first baseman. <laughs> and Luke Voigt. But like, I'm really excited yeah. for Mike Ford. The should have been Cy Young. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's always next year, right? Oh, sorry. Luis Sess is winning that. So, okay, we got to get that oh, figured out. Well, they're um, teammates. It's fine. They'll get over so it. So, I also read a report. I think it was from the New York Post. Um, so, not sure how valid it is. But, uh, Miguel Andujar. Du- <laughs> no. Miguel Andujar is getting a lot of interest from other teams. Um, obviously, you know, probably for his bat. Um, yeah, it's definitely not for his glove. Right, exactly. Because it sounds like the Yankees, they want to keep him. They're just trying to figure out a position where they could put him because they they do want to keep Gio Urshela. It sounds like the comments that Brian Cashman made, it sounds like Gio Urshela is, is definitely going to be staying. Yeah, but, he did say it's Gio's job to lose. Right, exactly. So sign him to I also, I don't get I don't get the Miguel Andujar moving to first base thing. Like I understand that like, he can't play third, but... First base is an important position defensively. Like, if you have a good first baseman, that can go a long way. But we saw that with Mark Teixeira all the time, who was a gold glove first baseman, and he mm-hmm. made plays that saved innings. They mm-hmm. saved runs with his ability to scoop the ball or dive for a ball. And we haven't really had a good defensive first baseman in a long time. Correct. I, I don't think, I doubt Miguel Andujar is going to shift to the other side of the diamond and all of a sudden you know, we're just going to stop talking about his defense. He's still going to be bad defensively, except now he also has to pick the ball. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, but it but does sound hit. like... he can hit. Yeah, no, it sounds like he's getting a lot of interest uh, this offseason. So, I mean, honestly, if the, if the Yankees could unload him... Um, you know, while that's that's obviously a bat missing from your lineup, at the same time, you don't really have to worry about that infield, infield crunch and finding a place for him. Yeah, and it's such a weird line to walk to with a guy because Miguel Andujar was out for pretty much the entire year. So mm-hmm. naturally, his trade value is probably the lowest it's going to be right now. And then if he comes back, then you start talking about, you know, now you've switched him to first base or you have him in AAA and he's mm-hmm. still not getting the full trade value that you think he could be worth. So I think, I mean, we're going to get, we're not going to get a good deal on the trade. If he had played this year, maybe we would have, but then we also wouldn't have Geo. But I just don't think we're going to get that good deal on Anduhar. Right. Probably end up being a trade for a bullpen piece. That's possible. Very possible. Um, And I know that they've been discussing with Dellen Batances too, but of course, we all know that relationship is probably fractured um, a little bit. We talked about that. I don't want to lose Dellen. I love Dellen so much. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's such a good piece out of that bullpen. And, you know, he he knows what it's like to pitch in the Bronx. He knows what it's like to be under those bright lights and, you know, even even close, you know, be out there in yeah. the ninth inning in the in the toughest spots. He knows what it's like. I mean, I see, that's the type besides of besides the point get. when when Dellen is right. And sometimes he's not right. And when he's not mm-hmm. right, he's really bad. But when Dellen is right, he is probably the most dominant reliever in baseball. I would I would take Dellen with the hundred mile per hour fastball and the and the knuckle curve and the slider. Like I would take that over Araldis Chapman a hundred times out of a hundred. It's just Chapman happens to be more consistent. And when Dellen's bad, he's really bad. And you can tell immediately. Right. No, that's true too. Yeah, I mean, so it sounds like there's lots of great discussions, you know, going on so far. Um you know, obviously, Brian Cashman has sat there and said that he is, they've been talking to Strasburg, they've been talking to, well, they've been going to pursue Garrett Cole. Um, but, like, you have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I obviously, mean, if he, obviously, he's going to say that. If if he's not saying that, he's going to get completely slandered. And, you know, I mean, I would love to see these guys on the team, the likelihood of one of them coming is is pretty decent, but the likelihood I, I like of, the chances of one. Yes, exactly. But the likelihood of two or even three people are like, oh my god, they're talking to all these people. They're gonna get them. No, they're not. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's they're not, not how gonna... it works. That's not how it works. No. So of course he's gonna probably list everyone. You know, oh, he's probably looking at like Jabba Chamberlain, maybe Phil Hughes. Phil Hughes sounds like he wants to come back and pitch. So probably talking to him too. Yeah, I I get behind Phil Hughes coming back. I love Phil Hughes. One hundred percent. I love Phil Hughes. He's a great dude, but he's got like a business now where he like opens baseball cards and stuff. So you know, yeah, and tweets you up at odd hours of the night. I've never caught one of those. Sometimes I am up when he tweets you up, but I don't see it until like forty-five minutes later. So I feel like I missed it. And I, I don't his... know how to schedule it. Like I gotta, I gotta figure out exactly what time he tweets it so I can, I can stay up and be like, yes, Phil, I am awake. What's up? Usually between twelve thirty and one. Twelve thirty and one. God, Typically, so yeah. Oh, I'm so old saying 1230 and one is so late. I used to stay up till three o'clock like every day. I mean, I uh, I put his his tweets on my notifications. So I always get a notification when he tweeted you up because I always wanted to respond. See, I want to do that. But he also tweets a lot about peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. Not I don't anymore. like peanut butter. I don't Not like anymore. peanut butter. Why? Well, now I guess he's just tweeting about, you know, cheating. But Oh, yeah. At this point, sure. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see more players kind of come out and just say stuff on Twitter because it's it's really funny. Yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't mention that I <laughs> wanted to make sure that we did mention? Uh, Clint Frazier got a new defensive coach. Oh, yeah, that's right. Feeney. Yeah, I mean, I, this, is, this is right up your alley, this story. Clint Frazier posts on his Instagram story. He actually did it today, too. But he posts on his Instagram story a video of his cat catching a drop of water coming out of the sink. And says, this is my new defensive coach. Listen, Clint Frazier is really growing on me again. He's self-aware. He knows how to uh, make fun of himself. And I just think it's hilarious. And he loves cats. I mean, how could you not like Clint Frazier? And he right up your rats. alley. I mean, I, I, I'm not a cat person. Cats, cats are evil. They are just caged with tiger blood. Mm-hmm. They're just thousands of years of caged tiger blood and they come into your house and they knock your things over and they climb up your drapes and it's just i don't dogs are way better <laughs> dogs are nice yeah i'm not doing this podcast anymore because that's wrong <laughs> we do have a third co-host which is your cat 
So I apologize to your cat. I'm sure it's a very nice cat. She's all right. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's okay. I tried to dress her in a costume last night. She wouldn't have it. So mm. my dog loves being dressed in costumes. Not that it's a competition or anything, but you know, my dog likes it, and you know, your cat didn't want to have it. And my dog's the not the alpha of the house, and all cats are. But mm. yeah, you know are we really is. doing this? <laughs> No, I don't think we should do this. I think we should end this podcast before I continue insulting your animal. Yeah, this is not good. I'm going to be upset all night. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. We'll see you next week with a very important Houston Astros update, which I'm sure we'll have by then. Uh, Fuck the Astros. Hey, I'm I'm on board with this. That's fine. Bye. (laughs) Bye.